Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pick Up Your Cross Daily Podcast with your host, Trainer Mitch. Uh, Today, I'm not too sure what I'm going to be talking about. Um, I got a few things on my mind. Uh, Easter is fresh. It's just uh, the other day. I'm recording this on Monday, so it's day after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So that's fresh in my mind, and I went to church, and you know, I did the did the things, did all the visitings with the families. You know, we had a, I had a good weekend with my wife. Um, busy, probably a little too busy. You know, we're always on that hustle and bustle. Too many things in our schedule just like everybody else we don't uh nobody has time to do anything that they really want to do because you got to do this over here and this person has this thing so now i gotta go do that and there's a holiday right around the corner so that's gonna ruin our routine um or you know just stuff but anyways easter was this past weekend and i kind of want to talk about that But I also want to talk about some other things that came up over the weekend that I saw some people talking about and also staying relevant to where we're at in the gospel right now, which is Matthew 13. A lot of the parables that Jesus is telling his crowd, they're really good. They're all talking about relatively the same concept, which is the kingdom of heaven. So, what came to mind for me just now is, what's, here's a question for you, what is one of the most valuable things in your life right now? And that could be a possession could be a relationship, could be a business, it could be a house, it could be it could be anything. Money? Like what do you value the most? Is it money? Is it the love of your wife or your husband or whatever? So in this human experience What is the most valuable thing? What are you willing to sacrifice your happiness or your life for? Like, what are you willing to put your life on the line in order to keep this thing that you find so valuable? For me, I would say currently, right now, the most valuable thing in my life and the human experience would be my wife and our relationship together. You know, I could get into a lot of stuff with relationships, but I don't know if I'll go there or not. But we'll see. So for me, that relationship is very sacred and the reason why it's most important And I think that if you are married, you know, that's probably, if you love that person unconditionally and you guys are meant to be together, which if you're together, you probably are, 
regardless if it's right or wrong or good or bad it's all part of a plan you know without that person you're probably not going to be very happy or without your business or your house or your car or whatever materialistic thing that you value that can all go away and you still have that person that you love and that's really all that matters is that you can come home or be with that person maybe you lose your home or whatever whatever the really crappy situation could possibly be as long as you still have your person beside you supporting you and you're together that's really all that matters at least for me like I could lose a lot of things in my life and I would still have my person because without her I wouldn't be very happy if I lost if I lost my person I wouldn't really care about a lot of other things that I hold value in that are high on the priority list right priority number one is my person and my relationship with my person so when we're thinking about these things that we hold a lot of value in in the human experience we're we're often willing to go through a lot of stress we'll say to speak generally to maintain that thing in our grasp right it's in our hand we have it and it's ours to hold and to love and to nurture but if we lose it that's not going to be very good so when Jesus is talking about the parables and he's talking about the kingdom of heaven and the overall arching theme is that the kingdom of heaven is the most valuable thing so as humans a lot of times we get caught up into the materialistic aspect of life and the physical and we forget about our spiritual connection and the purpose of this life the purpose of being here why did God create humans why do we get this chance at a life the, our free will to be able to choose to do whatever we want to do why is that a thing what's the purpose here is it to make a lot of money is it to have that fancy car is it to have a bunch of stuff? Is it to have a big family that is happy? Is it to have a beautiful, amazing home with lots of property? You can do whatever you want on it? Probably not. Those are all things that are part of the human experience. And I would say that if you have those things that's great 
And I want a lot of those things too. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting an amazing life for yourself here in this earth. But what gets into the gray, in the cloudy, into the dark, is where we start to set our heart on those things. And Jesus and God kind of get, you know, brushed over a little bit. It's like, ah, you know, they'll always be there. I'll read my Bible eventually. I'll pray tomorrow. Or I'll talk to somebody about God at some point. I'll go to church. Maybe. Those things get... We brush those things to the side that are really the most important things. Because we get so caught up in the pursuit of happiness. Quote unquote. Here as humans. So now imagine... Everything that you would do to maintain that valuable thing in your life and replace that valuable thing with residing and pursuing in the kingdom of heaven. So imagine that is the most valuable thing in your life, and you're going, you would do whatever it takes. To achieve being in the kingdom of heaven. When it's all said and done, Jesus comes back and separates the righteous from the unrighteous. You want to be on the right side with him. That's the most important thing in life. And what Jesus did on the cross for us so that we have that ability we have the Holy Spirit at our grasp it's within us God is within us and if we so choose Him and we live out that life for Him and exalt Him and glorify His name then We get to be with Him for eternity. Our spiritual self, which is really the only thing that's real, everything else is just an illusion. Our spiritual body is the only thing that is is actually real. Everything else is fake. It's an illusion of our five senses and the reality in which we think we see and taste and touch and experience so if you're imagining oh man I don't know if I really want to put in that much effort to like you know be with God right doesn't he just love everybody like do I really have to work that hard at it like a relationship you know do I really have to work that hard at my marriage do I really have to work that hard at pursuing money if I want to be rich do I do I really have to work hard at it or would that just kind of fall into my lap would I get rich by you know being lazy 
sitting on the couch whenever I could be reading a book, watching, you know, should I watch TV or should I read a book? Should I talk to my wife about whatever and create a, create a, a closer bond with her? Or should I just, you know, scroll on my phone and go into the other room and watch TV? Or go do stuff outside and just kind of like not talk to her? You know, there has to be effort involved into pursuing the things that you want in life and that you find valuable. There's work involved. There's work involved in being closer with somebody or trying to achieve a, a rich life more ways than one. It doesn't just happen. You have to put in a lot of effort. So now compare that effort in which that you would apply to the pursuit of the kingdom of heaven. Chances are, like me and like a lot of people, a lot of Christians, it's not the same. We don't hold it as high of a standard, as high of a value. Because it just it's not something that we can see or taste or touch or feel necessarily. I mean you can feel it if you're if you're really tuned in you can feel it. Um, but it's not like a tangible item that I can go get. Like a like a dollar bill. I just made a hundred bucks. I got that. Right? No, it's not something that we can really go get. It's a feeling that we have in our soul. It's an essence. It's peace. It's joy. It's love. Healing, it's redemption, it's grace. All of those things exist whenever we're pursuing the kingdom of heaven. We keep our eyes focused on Jesus Christ. So, it's just kind of, it's hard to think about as humans. That, okay, if that is really the most important thing, which it is, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, the afterlife that you are going to be judged on, where your destination is going to be, is the most important thing. That's why we are here. We are here to glorify God and to manifest Him into our lives so that all of the people around us look at our life and they think, wow, how does that person do that? How do they, how are they so happy? How do they have so much joy? Because of God. And you make it a point to tell people about God. And how he worked in your life. And how he got you to this point. You give all of the credit to him. For him. By him. Whatever. It's all because of him. So if we all did that. That'd be wonderful. Right? But we're all sinful creatures. We don't stick to plans very well. 
We're not very disciplined. We like to slack off on reading the Bible. We might go to a, a church class here and there, or I might read a quick verse on my Bible app that pops up, or I might listen to this podcast. But nothing is going to replace your own pursuit of a relationship with Jesus. You can listen to a thousand podcasts. You can go to a thousand churches. You can listen to the best preachers in the world. But nothing is going to replace your own effort in achieving the kingdom of heaven within yourself, within your own heart. Nothing can replace that. It's like if you lose a bunch of weight, right? You had to do the work to lose the weight. Nobody can take that away from you. You can't you can't watch other people lose weight. And then you would lose weight without putting in effort. The effort is rewarding. The effort is where it's yours. You own it. You can be proud of it. It's like, oh man, you know, I really gave it 100%. That felt really good. I didn't slack off. I got my workout in. I lost 120 pounds. That was all me. You know, I, I put in that effort. Nobody can take that away from you. That can't be replaced. You can't do that without the effort. So you can't have a relationship with Jesus and God and be in the kingdom of heaven without the effort. We have to be diligent some aspect of our life spiritually we can't just you know have hope oh yeah you know I I have hope hope's great you don't ever want to not have hope but it's just empty if you don't have anything behind it if you don't have the work involved and the effort involved you just say things like, oh, I got the hope, and then you're back here, you know, you're still doing everything that a sinful person would do. You haven't changed. You haven't been born again. You haven't changed your life and your mind and your heart and your pursuit. Things that you want, things that you value. It's like, oh, yeah. I have a superficial uh, relationship with Jesus or God, and that should be good, right? I believe in them. It should be good. Not necessarily. We don't know that. We don't know how God is going to judge us if we just, you know, I I believed in you, man, but, you know, I didn't really do anything for you or give you any credit. I knew you were there. You know, that doesn't sound very good. And the last thing that I'll kind of wrap it up with is uh, somebody said that they don't 
that hell is not real. And I have an issue with it. I disagree heavily. And I'm curious if there's a lot of people that believe this. And how did they come to these beliefs that hell is not real? Especially if you read the Bible. And if you believe in the Bible. I understand if you don't believe in the Bible and you question Christianity, you question religion, you question God, then I would I would totally understand that you don't think that hell is real. But if you are somebody that believes in God and preaches about God and says godly things, right? And also say that hell is not real. I don't know, I just... I want to know more of, like, why somebody would come to that belief. Because it's literally all through the New Testament. Jesus talks about the eternal lake of fire, the furnace, the gnashing of teeth, the weeping and gnashing of teeth. It comes right from Jesus' mouth. The red letters, the important letters. So it's not like it's an old it's only an Old Testament thing that was in the Old Testament only. This is also part of the New Covenant. The New Testament. So I'm, maybe they're reading a different book than I am, but I believe in hell. I believe that it exists and some people are going to go there. Some people won't. And what I will say, and I've said it before on this podcast, is hell is 100% real, but it's not occupied. It's not occupied yet. There's nobody there. Satan's not there. Nobody's there because everybody's in a purgatory place, a temporary place that uh, they're awaiting Jesus' final judgment. And that's whenever... There will be that final separation. Like the parable that I talked about last week. The separation of the tares and the wheat. Right? He's going to gather gather up the weeds. The tares first. Banish them. And then the dead in Christ will rise first. And then the other believers that are currently alive on earth. Will go to be with him. And that's whenever hell will be occupied. So... Yeah, just wanted to throw that out there because that's what I believe about hell. And it is a scary thing to think that, oh man, why would why would God, you know, the, the entity that, you know, loves me unconditionally, why would he ban me to hell? That just doesn't seem right. I'll leave it at that because... I think I'll talk about it again next episode. I'll go into a deeper explanation of that. Because that's good uh, info for apologetics because it's a big question that people have. So I'll kind of talk about that next episode. So I guess that this is my uh, Matthew and Easter sermon for today.
Uh, so it was about 20 plus minutes that uh, you could get at a church probably. Um, but yeah, if you liked the episode, give me a review. That'd be great. Um, I want to get this get this show out there. We need to get more people uh, thinking and talking about Jesus Christ because uh, he's coming back. He's coming back, and it's a thing. It's real. It's gonna happen. So you gotta be ready, and we gotta do our jobs and get that out there so that people can start their relationships with Jesus. So with that being said, that's all I got. Thanks for listening and happy Easter. I'll see you next time.